0: This is Lighthouse 112, the podcast from the superintendent of schools the North Shore School District 112. We're a pre-k through eight public school district in Northeast Illinois. This podcast is a source of information about the school district, its leadership, its teachers, its students, and its community. It's another source of updates and an additional source of news regarding the changing narrative of public education. Inspire, innovate, engage. In this episode, I'm going to recap what's been going on the last couple weeks since the COVID 19 novel coronavirus pandemic has caused a significant interruption, not only in our school district, but in the lives of all of the people in our state, nation, and world. We first wrote to our community about CDC guidance with respect to hygiene and hand washing about the COVID 19 um, disease. In late February, earlier that month, we had started doing um, more intense cleanings of our schools and of the hard surfaces uh, based upon the news that was coming up. Well, on March 6th and March 10th, we sent more updated and a bit more detailed communications to our communities. And then things started getting pretty intense around March 11th and March 12th. And on March 12th, our Board of Education held a special meeting. We talked about our coronavirus preparations and our plannings. We had some community members, uh, some who were in the medical profession, others who are uh, impassioned parents, came in and spoke with us and said basically, every day we stay open is possibly contributing to the ultimate spread of this virus. and. On March 11th and March 12th, we were really grappling with the fact of stopping our spring musicals and canceling field trips and starting to limit visitors on campus. Well, the news and the information and really the health information that was coming out was so compelling that while we initially, when I say initially in the February period, we're gonna wait for public health leaders to guide our closing decisions. We simply um, took on the leadership of our community and simply chose to close our schools. Well, in doing so, we did the right thing from a public health perspective. As two weeks later, it's um, pretty dire in terms of the pandemic spread in our area and pretty scary. Um, but what that did is that gave us a number of opportunities for how on earth now do we prepare education? So, in this podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about. Reaffirming some of the communications that I've sent out that are uh, located on our webpage at www.nssd112.org. Click to Staying Healthy in District 112. And also foreshadow uh, some of our learning plans um, coming up. And uh, this is a prelude to some communications that will be shared from the Teaching and Learning Department. All right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. So at the outset of this entire situation and of the spread of the pandemic and of the public health crisis, our team came up with priorities that were going to be guiding us as we took our school system and our community through this situation. And basically, we established the following four priorities. And the priorities are as follows. Feed our families and our children account for the extended safety, health, and welfare of our 4,500 students and staff, communicate clearly, and our fourth priority was e-learning or electronic or remote or distance learning. So in our school district, we have about 4,000 students in grades pre-K through eight. We have 10 schools, and we also have about 535 employees, about 400 teachers and um, educational support staff, administrators, so on and so forth. So, in terms of feeding our families and children, we chose to close the schools on March twelfth, which was a Thursday night, about eight thirty p.m. So, on Friday the thirteenth, schools were closed. Uh, no real time to prepare, no real time to make any plans. So, on Friday, our team worked to make sure we were going to be able to provide grab-and-go breakfast and lunch meals for our students. We worked with our food vendor, Organic Life, our partner in this. And by the end of the day, Friday, we had um, specific and explicit plans to feed our children, and we, we distributed about 1,100 meals between Monday and Thursday of that first week. Friday the 20th was spring break, and the Moraine Township Food Pantry, one of the local townships with a robust food pantry and uh, incredible philanthropy and generosity of the community, um, took care of the meal distribution and provisioning for spring break. On March 30th, when spring break is over, we'll resume the grab-and-go lunch and breakfast for basically all residents in our community 18 and under who uh, need some meals. So feeding our families and children is a significant priority that will continue. And again, like I said, we have 1,000 families, 1,000 students, pardon me, 1,000 students qualifying for this in our our, uh, neck of the woods. We are also providing meals for a neighboring school district uh, for their distribution as well. We're in partnership with the um, food pantry and all. In addition, we wanted to make sure we could account for the extended safety, health, and welfare of all of our students and, and their staff, realizing we're in the midst of a pandemic, something we've never been in the midst of, number one. Number two, making sure that we're now going to help deal with the anxiety and uncertainty of closing the schools. The schools provide a great deal of stability and predictability for families and for the entire community. We're a critical part of the community, so we're well aware of that impact. In addition, we um, realized that we were a week prior to spring break. We also realized that we had parent-teacher conferences coming up, and each hour and each day, the news was coming in and certain things were changing, and long story short, um, our governor declared March 17th to March 30th, um, Act of God days, or, um, you know, kind of an unusual designation. We turned our parent-teacher conferences into remote telephone conferences for the first time ever, and we submitted um, many, many um, communications to our community. I had mentioned earlier February 27th, March 6th, March 10th, March 11th on March 12th, a couple communications, March 13th, 16th, 17th, 17th again, 18th, 20th, 21st, and a video message on the 22nd. So um, priority three is going going pretty fast and furious as well. Um, In the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about e-learning and try to tee up what's going on and why is it so different than um, regular learning and where is our district going to be. So stay tuned. So initially, I laid out a plan saying that we would get an e-learning plan set up. We would um, get some self-paced learning materials and curriculum in the hands of our students. We would train our teachers. We would have some virtual drop-ins for social-emotional reasons. Then we would kick off teacher-led remote learning around April 14th. So I'm just kind of fast-forwarding some of the communications. I also initially said we would have self-paced guided learning opportunities March 30th. Well, literally, like I said, the world's been changing hour by hour, day by day. Um, Spring break is no longer really spring break. Um, Some of the young people are calling it spring fake because vacations were canceled. Travel was canceled. Again, Illinois is on a stay put or stay at home order since March 20th. So my incredible team of teaching and learning technology, uh, teacher leaders, teacher coaches, incredible team of people got together and rolled out self-paced learning using a curricular um, platform called EduSeer. We've been using it for um, hospitalized children and and, and homebound children for a couple of years. And we turned on EduSeer to be a self-paced curriculum for children in grades one through eight, uh, self-paced, self-guided, all standards aligned content not necessarily aligned to the same scope and sequence, meaning a child might do the English language arts at their grade level, and it may all be review. Basically designed for cognitive stimulation, um, keeping the, the students occupied on some semblance of school until we were able to roll out the teacher-directed program. So while we initially said that was gonna happen March 30th, it actually happened March 18th. So during the spring break period um, at parent discretion, students were able to um, continue some practice and continue some learning. We made that available for everybody in grades one eight. Children in kindergarten had other um, materials uh, at their disposal and uh, children in our preschool had some packets and educational support materials prepared by our teachers. In addition, we never before distributed iPads or computer devices to children earlier than grade three. Well, in one or two days, we distributed 1,050 iPads. We distributed it with incredible um, social distancing and participation and partnership of our maintenance crew, custodians, teachers, support staff, and principals, and and, and district administrators. All right, so we said March 30 would be the start of it. It actually was March 18. We said March 14 would be, or pardon me, April 14 would be teacher-led instruction. If we didn't return, now it I haven't officially announced it, but it looks like we're probably going to stay out longer than um, that, but we have not announced that yet. Uh, Long story short, the week of the 30th, we're going to be doing some uh, intense teacher training on web-based delivery, web conferencing, learning management systems that are not in place in all classrooms, also special education and English language uh, considerations. So the week of the 30th, our students will have already had the opportunity of 12 days of self-guided and self-paced learning. Yes, the burdens on the parents there, and we respect and understand that. We're sensitive to it. However, we've provided learning materials, and we um, fully, um, you know, hope that that our students will engage in those um, while we're doing our training. Um, the week of the 30th, we're doing training. Currently, many many teachers have already reached out to the students. while it's not expected or required, it's certainly appreciated and we extend gratitude. We are working with our teacher leadership and our labor leadership to make sure that we can iron out uh, some of the technical details of the working conditions and the work hours. Long story short, um, we might be able to do teacher-led remote learning before April 14th, uh, maybe even by April 7th, which would be spectacular. So in any event, Uh, The week of March 30th is still self-paced, self-guided. Our teaching and learning department is going to put out some guidance for our parents. We thank our parents for their flexibility and understanding. You know, some people say, why aren't you just starting teacher-led remote learning on March 30th? What's the big deal? Why can't you just do that? And the reality is, you know, since the 1800s, we've been running school, um, running it the same way. Uh, It's far more complex to take an entire learning system and change it completely, um, far more complex than it may appear on the outside. School as we knew it on March 12th changed. That schooling that we've all been in for years and years was socially um, interacting. It was in person. It was in school buildings. We had predictable routines. We had known schedules. Teacher-directed remote learning is going to be... You know, it may be for a longer period of time this spring than anticipated and we want to do it right. Our teachers want to do it right. So we're going to spend some time and train and support our teachers so that when we roll this out, again, earlier than planned, earlier than announced, it'll be done with the highest of quality that District 112 has come to to expect. Um, Why can't we just do e-learning? Other districts are doing it. That's a a common refrain up here. Well. E-learning by statute was designed to support five non-consecutive days of learning on snow days. You know, we have have pretty heavy winters up here in in the Chicagoland, and um, some districts had those plans. We didn't. We have a plan now, um, and we're going to execute it, and we were able to get it expedited thanks to the governor's executive order suspending certain requirements. However, um, with our collaborative approach to leadership, we're working with our, our teacher leaders, and we're making sure that we get it right. Bottom line is we um, were set to return to school April 14th, but I'm telegraphing here on this podcast on um, March 26th that I doubt that that's going to happen um, just because of the the public health crisis. Our four priorities are are pretty crystal clear. Feed our families, account for the extended safety, health and welfare of our students and staff, communicate clearly in e-learning, I'm real proud of the teams that I've got the good opportunity, and good fortune to work with. We're preparing this. Um, while the week of March 30 may still be inconvenient for our families, we acknowledge that. However, we have provided curricular materials um, 12 days earlier than we said we were going to. We've got that in their hands. We're gonna work on teacher directed remote learning training next week, the week of the 30th, and we'll get it rolled out as soon as we can. Thanks so much for your patience. Check our updates at www.nsst112.org. Stay safe, stay healthy, and until the governor lifts the ban here in Illinois, stay home. Thank you for listening to Lighthouse 112 a podcast from the superintendent of schools in the North Shore School District 112. or are a PK-8 public school district in Northeast Illinois. This podcast is a source of information about the school district, its leadership, its teachers and students, and its community. It's another source of updates and an additional source of news regarding the changing narrative of public education. Inspire, innovate, engage. This podcast can be listened to and heard on Anchor, apple podcasts google podcasts spotify breaker overcast Pocket Casts, radio public stitcher and other sources are being added all the time please check back and subscribe to us to stay current with what's going on in north shore school district 112 please also visit our website at www.nssd112.org thank you so much for listening and for your interest